You're listening to the Performance Group Podcast, a place to listen, learn, and get to know the unseen heroes of our local community. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Sean Kirby, and on the Performance Group Podcast, we make it our mission to learn from those around us and shed light on our local community. If you're new to the show, we have spoken to business leaders, community, organizers, friends, and family. And before we jump in today, I hope to ask you for a favor. If you could please just take one second to hit subscribe and share our posts. It would mean a whole lot to me, our team here at the Performance Group, and our amazing guests on today's show. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Performance Group Podcast. My name is Sean Kirby, and on today's episode, I have with me the queen of Pendleton herself, Bedazzled Legend, the owner-operator of Bedazzled Retail Store here in town. Her name is Beth Stater. Beth, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me. All right. Well, I appreciate you responding to my Facebook message at 10 o'clock p.m. You never know when I'm going to answer well, I'm glad I sent might turn it. your sound off. Yeah, I'm glad you answered. So, welcome, welcome. Um, like we had talked about quickly, you've never listened to an episode. Like all of the guests that come on here, we have over 150,000 weekly listeners. Did you Wonderful. know that? I did not know that. I may have come sooner, Sean. You know, it's made up and it's not true at all. Um, okay. We, we're just happy that somebody listens to it. My mom exactly. might listen. I'm not sure. Hi, mom. <laughs> She's probably not listening either. My wife doesn't listen. That's okay. I might get my mom to listen if she knows where to go. There we go. I'll teach you. I'll teach you on my phone afterwards. I'll send you all the links. It'll be easy as pie. Perfect. All right. So, Beth, I started something new um, recently in these episodes. And the reason I do that is to build not only rapport with you, but rapport kind of with the audience with some similar questions. Um, and I think as a, you know, a business owner, this will tell us a lot about you and kind of your mindset and mentality. However, I need to first track down. That's a scary place to go. I just got to tell you that right now. <laughs> well, but I think it's brilliant. Kind of like the quick conversation we had before we got started. You know, nobody's going to wake up thinking about your business except for you. So you got to yeah, have right. a switch. Absolutely. That's why you're crazy. We're all crazy. <laughs> all right, Beth. You ready? I'm ready. Okay. So do you love to win or do you hate to lose? I love to win. You love to win? Why is that? I love to win because I feel like I'm not just winning for myself, but I'm winning because I'm very much into my faith and also because I have a son in heaven and I believe the people that I love are watching. And so I feel like I have an audience. So I love to win, uh -huh. not just because I, I don't need the notoriety, I just like to win because I think that is my goal in life. Yeah, absolutely. You're not winning just for yourself. You're winning absolutely. for everybody else. I'm definitely not just winning for myself. Beautiful. Well, I think that's great. You know, we have a lot of people come on and we ask that question. And, you know, no one, um, everybody who says that they want to win, it's always an internal thing. But it's nice to see you're doing it for everybody else. So do you think you are where you are today because of luck or skill? Skill. Skill. Yes. Oh, really? Yes. Go ahead. Tell me why. I started off my life doing nursing care because I thought I would be a nurse. Okay. Then I switched to retail because I realized nursing wasn't my path. Mm -hmm. I soon realized that I didn't like having a boss. 
So I went to work for my parents. I moved from Indiana to Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. I worked for my parents and um, they had so many crucial business elements. So my uh, stepdad, who I think of as a dad, he was a big, big manager of a freight company. So he had thousands of employees and then he went to owning a small business with a few of us. Yeah. So he actually taught me uh, a lot of the key skills that I needed to go into business for myself. So, uh, customer service, uh, being responsible. I learned to do picture framing, believe it or not, hmm. which is usually a man's job. It's very intricate, hard, heavy work. And so I was a picture framer slash co-manager, uh, and I learned a lot of my business skills from both of my parents and being in business and seeing exactly how a small business operates before I started my own. Yeah. So it was like a on, uh, on the job learning. Yeah, on the job yes. training. So definitely they gave me the skills to be successful. The path that led you to where you are today. Yes, 100%. Lucky you were part of that family. Very thankful. Absolutely. <laughs> Um, so what drew you to our local community? That's a very strange story because I actually lived outside of Newcastle mm -hmm. uh, in the country. And when I became single and dating my husband now, uh, we used to drive through Pendleton with the top off of the convertible playing uh a crazy song and then <laughs> singing it and then I said I want to live here it looks like Mayberry really then my whole life turned upside down I moved to Germany for four and a half years and at one point I decided I needed to come back to the US so I brought myself my two kids over Ingo my husband uh, flew back and forth and commuted for three and a half years I first went back to Newcastle my landlord there was afraid that a clothing store slash framing business wouldn't be successful in Newcastle. And I kept driving by that for rent sign at 128 West State Street and it was calling me. So we got a hold of Doug Owens and he was the most wonderful, helpful landlord. He said, come on. He signed our contract on a piece of paper. I opened up a month later and almost 15 years later, here wow. I am. 15 years later. Because I opened up, actually, I was still in Germany. I started the business, doing expos, having that store, then came over with the kids. I mean, the whole story is a very long story. But yes, that's why we're here. We've almost, got nothing but time. Almost 15 years, yes. Since, wow. Or could be even longer since it started. But I had to start it when I was still in Germany and then I came over. Doug Owens was my hero and still is. Yeah, absolutely. So 15 years in our community. One, thank you so much for being such a big part of our community. You've jumped buildings a couple times throughout that. 15 years. I love to move. I love to, well. I don't want to move out of Pendleton, but I do love to move. However, where I'm at right now, 
is perfect. Perfect. <laughs> yep, the last move. That's what everybody says. Yeah. If they say I love to move and they say it's the last move, it's not their last move, right? There's always, you know, this laundromat, it's got a nice little little ring to it. You never know. You can wash your clothes. You can, you know, retail while you're there. A lot of different options. I'm really loving right where I'm at. <laughs> All right. Think about it. All right. So um, kind of got a little bit of your backstory in there. So let's kind of talk a little bit more about um, what exactly did your parents do in Oklahoma? So it was a framing business? Picture framing business. They were entrepreneurs too, so they kept moving as well. Started off in a small building, went to a bigger building, then we went to a huge building where we were a half Christian bookstore. On the other half, we had an art gallery oh, and wow. picture framing, and then they opened multiple businesses. Really? Tried many, many different businesses, yes. Serial entrepreneurs. So yes. you grew up with that your entire life. Um, when you... I mean, how did you end up back in Newcastle then, if you were living in Oklahoma? My husband at the time, and good friend still, um, it just didn't work out for him. He loved his hometown, yeah. and he missed his friends, he missed his family, he was very homesick. Mm -hmm. So, uh, after the course of some years, we just decided to keep our marriage together and to be happy that we needed to come back and mm -hmm. let him be in his hometown. So I agreed and I also talked to my parents into moving back to Indiana too because I didn't want to be away from them. Oh really? Yes, so they're here. They didn't stay there. Oh really? So, they, so did they sell their business? They sold the... everything and moved here and started all over because they're amazing. They have. A, they started all over like their life or their business? They started a new business here. Oh my goodness, yeah. what are they doing now? Well, they were picture framing still, but then as soon as they saw how much fun I was having with my boutique, then they switched over and they also did a boutique until they retired. No way. Yes. Where was their boutique? In Auburn. Really? Yes. Bedazzling boutique. Is that a copyright infringement or did you let them? Well, I'm bedazzled, so she was bedazzling. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so, um... You started your business 15 years ago. Well, actually, let's. I don't even want to jump there. You lived in Germany. I lived in Germany for four and a half years. How'd you? So how'd you meet Ingo? When I so was, Ingo's your, your husband. Yes. For people who don't know that, yes. and I'm sure people who have been inside Budazo have met Ingo before. Yes, and he's quite a character. He is a character. I like Ingo. <laughs> Ingo's the best. He. There's not a boring moment having Ingo as a husband. I believe that. Or how, as a friend. How did you? How'd you meet him? So I was the picture framer, but I also did trade shows. Okay. So at that time, uh, horse events were a great way to make money with Western and equine art. Interesting. So we would pack up. My parents used a trailer. I'm scared to drive a trailer. Don't I had a big it. truck cap. I would put a whole art gallery in truck cap, drive all over the country set it up. Sometimes it was myself and a friend. Sometimes it was myself and the kids. Uh, very hard work. Very hard work. However, you could sell at that time. Those days are over uh, for the most part for now, but I think hopefully it'll come back. I mean, you could sell eight to $12,000 in two or three days. Wow. For me, that was a lot of money. My parents did a lot more because they would rent triple the space as myself. So they even did a lot more money than that. But at that time, with a family, that money, it's a lot of money, it was a lot of money to do in two or three days. So you would drive, you would set up a whole art gallery, hang all the pictures up, 
the people would come and buy art. So one day, my son DJ, who's now in heaven, uh, he would go with me. We had so much fun. We were setting up the booth. We got our earphones on and we're hanging pictures. And Ingo comes over and asks for a cable tie. He forgot cable ties for his banner. And so it was a big joke. We gave him a cable tie and then he said, Mm, I may need more later. I may be back. And I was like, yeah, five bucks, you get another one. It was a big joke. So he, he maybe said hi a couple times through that uh, expo. Mm -hmm. So I was single, going out, having fun, eating out with DJ. Didn't think a thing about it. Went to the same expo a year later. Here's the face, Ingo. He's like, mm, I'm ready to go on a date now. What? Never been separated since. He really? He thought of me for a year, came oh and found goodness. me, and at our wedding, I got a cable tie. Did you really? That's adorable. A single cable tie is what brought us together, yes. And catch you together. Those are strong suckers, those cable ties. Well, and most people don't survive long distance relationships, and we've had. A so, what was he? Was he in the States? He just did this, that expo yes. once a year? Yes, he flew right back to Germany and thought of me for a year and came back and found me. Man, and they say romance is dead. It was pretty crazy. Oh, my goodness. So, um, the long distance stuff. So, he said, all right, let's go on a date, and then he flew back, and then you kept in. I mean,. And what year was that? How do you call people in Germany back then? Now you kids use WhatsApp. I will tell you that our phone bills were nine, ten, eleven thousand dollars. What? In a year, and because of all the all overseas the phone calls, calls. Yeah. yes, because there was no free. Yeah, there's no easy way to do. There it. was no easy freeway, and we both flew back and forth every three to four weeks. Oh my goodness! Between Germany and America, I have flown to Europe so many times that I don't even like to look at her. I was going to say, do you like to, or do you sleep well on planes? No. Oh. <laughs> I so do not, and I things. get horrible jet lag, and it had to have been love because I don't even want to I fly don't, yeah. anymore. <laughs> yeah. So then um, you lived in Germany. Uh, how did you transition? Did you immediately go to Germany, and then you no. stayed there for four years, and then came back, or did he come here, and then you guys went there? So, I'm intrigued. So we went back and forth. We commuted back and forth for over a year. And it was, a, it was financially crazy, yeah. physically crazy, because we both have our own businesses. Mm -hmm. um, and my, my sons were older, so they, the plan was that they would both move over there with me. Uh, Inga wasn't quite ready to move here, and I pretty much fearless... So I sold everything that I had, went to Germany. Uh, my sons came over, and then my oldest one ended up moving over there with me, DJ. But Garrett said, oh, this isn't for me. So yeah. Garrett stayed here with his dad, which was difficult, very, very difficult to be away. Even though they were older, it, it was hard. Oh, yeah. Um, but I did live, I made it four and a half years but it just wasn't a fit for me. Mm -hmm. They're wonderful people, a lot more reserved than us, and I need 
I needed the openness and I just, I missed it. I missed the love and the openness, just being at a Walmart or a grocery store and somebody just talking to you or saying hi. Uh, I missed that. Yeah, so, well, one of my questions that I didn't ask you because I wanted to get straight in the German thing was, are, do you think yourself of a um, as an introvert or an extrovert? I'm definitely an extrovert. <laughs> yeah. Anybody who says, I wish people talked to me at grocery stores, you have to be an extrovert because every time I've ever talked to my wife and somebody says something to her at the grocery store, she goes, get away from me. Oh, I, I love people. I, I love them until... I'm tired, yeah. and then I like, when I'm at home, I do love my quiet time, mm -hmm. but when I'm out and about, there's nothing more I love than to see a smile, talk to somebody, lift, yeah. lift somebody up. That's all we have. You mean at the end of the day, that's all we have. It's human connection. We're people. That's right. It's my joy. Yeah. Life is short. Well, that makes sense. So then um, you, you talked Ingo. Do you speak like fluent German, I assume? Ich spreche Deutsch. Ah, perfect. Ich liebe... How do you say I love you? Ich liebe dich. Okay, so I was close. I knew where I was headed with it. Um, yeah, you have to if you're going to be there for four years. Uh, it took or me three to... years to learn. It was not easy. No, it's a and hard it language. A, it was lonely. I... That's part of it, too, is if you, if you can't speak the language, you're stuck there for three years. Yes. And you're an extrovert, and nobody else wants to talk English. I cried every day, and I'm not a depressive person. I cried every day because I, it's like I couldn't get it in me. However, I had two babies over there, and you're more thinking about how uncomfortable you are than how to learn German. Mm -hmm. So after I had both of my kids, I told Ingo, that I'm too isolated, I have to do something, let's bring American clothes to Germany. So we opened a boutique, that's how I got into the clothing oh, business. Really? I opened a boutique with Ingo in Germany called the Platinum Pony. The with, Platinum Pony? Yes, with two babies. And so he did jumping expos with his uh, equine equipment and I sold clothes at those expos. Really? With that's pretty crazy. It was. So then that, that so that's when you caught the bug for the boutique yes. stuff then? Yes. Oh, wow. So then you brought it over, a whole new name, or? I had the Platinum Pony there, okay. and when I came here, I changed the name. Okay, so it's all the same thing. It just has morphed now into Bedazzled Boutique. Yes. Wow. Yes, so that, I had the boutique there for about two years maybe two and a half before I moved back here. Storefront? It was a beautiful storefront. And we did expos. What part of Germany were you in? I know nothing about we're Germany. We're in Dutland. So. Okay. So that's yeah. by Dortmund. Okay. Yep, still. <laughs> um, Might as well be speaking German at this point. It is uh, the Northwest. Okay. Gotcha. Yes. Yeah, I know exactly where it's at. Stuttgart. <laughs> um, Two hours from Frankfurt. There we there go. go. There we go. Now I know where we're at. It's like when you try to explain where Pendleton is on a map to anybody from. Right. We're close to Indianapolis. We were in a very small town. No, nobody really spoke English. Mm -hmm. DJ went to school full German. Had to learn German. He learned it immediately. He was young. Oh yeah. Uh, was getting A's and B's in his classes all in German in high school. Crazy. He, it was amazing. It was really. He really did a great job of making friends and getting into the German culture 
a little bit easier when you're younger. Yeah, absolutely. And <laughs> I, I feel like kids are a little bit more caring, so they're willing to lift you up and bring them with you half the time. So yeah, good. Crazy life. Absolutely. So then uh, bedazzled starts when you come home. Is that immediately you open it in Newcastle? No, immediately. Tried to. Right. Was going to. And then ended they said up it was, And then you ended up with Mr. Owens and opened up shop and. Yeah, but the front part was closed. The back part was my picture framing. I didn't know which which thing would make money. My hope was that all my Newcastle customers, because I was very well known, mm -hmm. uh, would drive to Pendleton and I would do their picture framing again. The clothes and the jewelry up front would just pay the rent and the utilities. Smart. That was my hope. So I had it half and half. And as time went on, people were buying clothes and jewelry more and more. And I was picture framing uh, not quite as much. I wasn't advertising as much because the clothing and jewelry were selling so well for me. Mm -hmm. uh, and I decided that that was a little bit easier and more fun. More fun. So the clothes kept growing and the picture framing got Just smaller, got less and less. Less, 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 till I finally booted it out the back door. What year was that? Oh, I'd say I kept the framing about two years. And then went straight retail. Then went straight retail. Retail's changed a lot in the last 15 years. It has changed completely. Yes. What, um, when did you wake up, and this would be hard, and say, wow, the world's changed, or the internet's changed this completely? The day that I switched all over to retail and I didn't have quite as many people coming in and I thought, how am I going to get people into this little town, into this little business? And I started off just putting a couple posts on my personal Facebook page. At that time, nobody put their businesses on Facebook much. That's a lot, a long time ago. Mm -hmm. and. People started commenting on the clothes, wanting to call and pay for it, wanting to drive over and get it. So I posted more and more, then I made the business page, and then it all just took off into massive sales. Yeah. It, it was incredible. Really. Well, so now you do the live shows. Now I do live shows, yes. And those, um, how many people will, would you say on average watch your live shows? Well, it's different people every day. I want a larger audience, but it's 50 to 100 Yeah, it's a lot of people to sit down and watch your lives. I've done Facebook Lives, and I have one person jump on for a minute. I talk to them, they leave, and then I'm talking to myself the rest of the time. Okay, it's not, it's not easy at all. No. A wonderful, wonderful thing was I started off with a group. So I had my storefront, and I started off with a group of ladies. I had a... a uh, employee suggest this to me so God works through people in many ways yeah and she said don't you think it would be a good idea to go live and show some of these things and sell it we can here's how you do it and she said you just put a number on it and then they can call and pay for it or pay by PayPal so uh, Brooke and I did our first live show and they bought half the room Wow so then we started doing it every Saturday. I had models coming down the hallway, modeling it, and people would fill pink bags and boxes. So it turned into just a trial to every Saturday to a necessity to stay open mm -hmm. after COVID. So. Yeah, well, especially during COVID, especially when people are stuck on their phones and they can't go to a yeah, retail during store. During and after, yes, it's a must Yeah, for me.
I'm, well, for any retail business. I think not everyone's gonna go going to go live on Facebook. You're the only one that I, I know that doesn't. You're the only one. It reminds me, and I don't want you to take a, like offense to this, but it reminds me of QVC. Exactly. That's exactly what it's like. But I think about my grandpa who bought a thousand knives on QVC once. Exactly. It's it's if if you have a captive audience and you say, hey, this is call this number at the bottom. I mean, QVC's been doing it for decades. Well, that's right, and that's why starting off in that group, already having a customer base from the storefront and that group, that way when I moved it to the page, mm -hmm. my business page, that it was successful. Now it needs to be, and I want it to be even more successful. There's people that get three, four, five, six hundred viewers. I think at this time, a lot of people are going and shopping storefronts again. The they space. miss it. Like, yes. Yeah. I, so, I'm not an in-store person yes. guy, but I would rather just feel like I can step into a place and look at something for once. Yes. So Touch. the storefront business is coming back. A lot of people uh, had to stay home. Mm -hmm. Some were uh, afraid and wanted to stay home. Um, then if things opened back up. They were still in that mode of I can't go out or shouldn't go out to now they are like, I'm going out. Yeah, it's gangbusters so, yes, right now. Yes, so I would say I have maybe some of my live viewers have gone down a little bit, but yet my storefront has been picking up. I'm fine as long as I'm selling. We have yeah. a website. We have our own app. We have the live you shows. You have an app? We have an app. It's amazing. When did you get an app? We, because most small businesses, and I would say almost 90% of small businesses, would agree that we all don't have an app. How did you get an app? So it was a little difficult because it's easier if you have an Android to get a permission to have an app. 270 reviews on your app. That's amazing. We have, I think they're pretty high. Too. They're all five stars. That's we have crazy. Great, we have the best customers ever. That really is crazy. Like, I know entire insurance companies on their app, they don't have that many. So do I have to log in? How'd you get an app? Keep going with that story. Who made your app? Did you make your app? So we did not have to make our own app. So I use Comment Sold. You use Comment Sold? I use Comment Sold, which it is a little costly. You have to have a Shopify. Then you have to sign up through Comment Sold. And so then fun. Comment Sold helped us with the app design. However, the difficult part is getting accepted through Apple to get into the App Store. Yeah. So, you have to have a developer. you got to have all sorts of stuff to yes. get, get where you need to go with right. that stuff. So that was a process. Uh -huh. But we also can go live in our app. Our app really? is amazing. Yeah. So we well, it can, says previous lives right here yes, at the top. Yeah. So you can watch our whole live shows on the app. Um, it's now into categories, so you can shop at like a website. It is the fastest, easiest way to shop at a shop because you, once you put your information in, all you have to do is hit buy. Yeah, put in your coupon code and you're done in seconds. It's it, awesome. So um, it, for you, I know you have a bunch of Facebook followers too. How many Facebook followers Around are Around 36,000. Between 35 36, and 36,000? 36, yes. There's not even that many people in Pendleton. No, we have customers all over the country. 
and that's the way you want to grow your small business. I mean, as a boutique, only so you can't have 36,000 people walk in your store. That's correct. Not at once. But if you can reach them online, that's amazing. It is amazing. There's a lot of things with algorithm. algorithm 37,000. Yeah. That's insane. Almost 38,000. Okay, so we've grown about 1,000 in the last six months probably then. Congratulations. Thank you. That's, that's crazy. Um, the performance group has 500, and they're family members. That's awesome. We also have a five-star, 4.95% star on Google, too, which is pretty amazing. Thank yeah, so I would imagine um, you guys have... I know you were saying you were throwing that SEO word around earlier. Um, 97 reviews. I mean, I, I assume you guys have great SEO just on Google, just from the app, the website views, and then your Google reviews. I honestly, I have not put the time and effort into the website that I needed to. Mm -hmm. The comments sold the live shows are so physically, mentally draining it's somebody going in manually like picking every single one of those things out every single time i am pulling and packing 90 percent of the orders myself on top of doing the shows so it is exhausting um it's not easy to keep everything organized so people try to help me yeah but in the end i end up doing most of it yeah myself i have uh two people my son and Brandy that help get the comments sold, items in the computer mm -hmm. on the Shopify. Now they're starting to work more on the website because I realized I was letting a huge opportunity go down, so we're upgrading the website now. So we yeah. actually have two websites. We have the comments sold, bedazzled website, which we can go live in, and then we have our normal bedazzledshop.com website. Okay. That's what we're really working on putting all the SEO uh, keywords, all the things that I know nothing about that I'm having to learn at 51 yeah. years old, yeah. a whole new, that, yeah, you have to adapt, you have to change, you have to keep learning or you're not going to stay in business in this world. It's, you can get, be afraid or you can do something and still be, and do it afraid. So that's, you just got to keep moving. Yeah, you just got to keep moving. <laughs> just got to keep swimming. Yes. Even if you're scared, you got to keep swimming. Yes. Um, like you and I were talking earlier, it's um, life or death. It, it's, it sounds crazy to some people to say that, but your business to you is life or death. That's it the is. reason you keep moving, you keep growing. Exactly. Otherwise, you, know, you end up like a lot of the old retail fronts that are gone. That's not going to happen. No. So um, for... Your adaptability, kind of speak to um, when or why you see a lot of small businesses not conform to this new environment of everything's online because they want to keep everything so personal. T tell me how you keep it personal with your website as you're the front of it and um, what it means to you to have transitioned to this uh, more and more online platform of retail sales. That is a difficult feet to make people feel like they're your friend online like you do in your storefront. And when my businesses were in two separate buildings, it was very difficult to maintain both. Mm -hmm. The live shows, the comments sold, keeps me so buried in work 
that I couldn't be down to still see the people that I love in person. Mm -hmm. So I moved it all into one big building so I could do both. So I can maintain relationships. And then too, doing the live shows helps you communicate. Some of those people that come in your storefront watch you online too because they just love you and want to support you. So we have people that shop the storefront, but they also shop the live shows. But then you have people that don't even know you at all from across the, the country, some even out of the country, that you have to put yourself out there that they think of you as a real person. And what I've noticed a lot... Uh, a lot of times, some women, they'll buy one small thing just to see if if they get it, how the whole process works, and sometimes they are your best customers. I've had most of our customers are still our customers. Yeah. They become your friends online. You feel like you know them. You have a picture in your head of who they are. They send us pictures of their kids. They send us pictures of their vacations, videos. So you can make relationships online mm-hmm. as well as in the store, but it is more difficult. Now, a website than to I did switch my um, header and added pictures of Brandy, and I'm on there that people can see that it's real women. Yeah, real people. And we did start adding photos from other places too, just because time sake and ease. It, taking those pictures is very, very time consuming yeah. and hard work and on top of everything else. But we still want to make it personal. So right now we really are brainstorming the next two or three weeks on ways to have more fun, be more creative on top of all the technical things, the keywords and all that. So we're actually doing TikToks. Smart. Um, get those high schoolers in there. I know that you use them for your modeling all the time, but yeah. get them in there and tell you what the trends are, how to jump on something. and They're doing it today. They're doing Snapchat. They're doing TikToks today. I'll tell you what, Gabby in my office, she's 19 years old. She gets more business from an insurance agent standpoint on Snapchat. Yes. And I... <laughs> I'm only 25. I don't know why that's lost on me. I don't even have a Snapchat. Well, those girls do great. So we're we're incorporating that now. Uh, lots of fun things. So I have a new type contest coming out where the ladies can post a picture of themselves, check in, and they're going to get some credit for doing that. There you go. Yes. And then we also are in the middle of doing our uh, bedazzled jingle. You got a jingle? We're getting one going. There you go. That's when you know you made it big. I'm thinking of every radio ad I've ever heard in my life. That's going to be fun. It's the one that I can think of in my head forever. Right. You come up with something fun and funny, it sticks in people's heads. Don't let it go. That's that's on our to-do list over the the next few weeks and other things as well. All right. If I think of one, I'll call you and I'll just sing it to you. There you go. We might use it. Yeah, we gotta find we gotta find something. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Um, and I think that you also are very brave for trying things that I mean, most people wouldn't try. It's you're you're not scared to fail because if you don't, I mean, if it's a bad jingle, you just try another jingle. Absolutely. And going from behind the camera 
and showing items and selling them mm-hmm. from having to get up in front of the camera was a very uncomfortable transition. Yeah. <laughs> it's much easier to be behind the camera and just show something and sell it instead of you just have to decide, I don't care if I make a mistake, if I have a bad hair day, yeah. if I'm tired one day, I'm getting up there and putting myself out there. And sometimes you might get a creeper on there. Yes, you, you might will. get a hater on there, but you just keep on there anyway. I don't even, it doesn't even phase me. You do it enough times, it breeds consistency and confidence. Consistency uh, and confidence. Uh, it's half the battle. It doesn't, you just get up there. It's just like breathing anymore. There you go. Well, then this podcast should be pretty easy for you, right? Very much. <laughs> I can talk all day. Well, and the nice thing is this is even live. So um, I remember the first time I recorded an episode, um, I went back through and I listened all 59 minutes. And I put, took out and like, so you're sitting there, you're listening, you're interviewing somebody else. And in theory, what you're supposed to be doing is listening to that person talk. But right. the only thing you can hear is yourself. So you're pulling out every and if or but or um that you said the whole time. But that's not authentic. Exactly. I mean, people want authenticity. That's why I think the live thing's perfect because then there's no retakes. There, right. you, if you stumble, you just keep going. You don't have another option. That's right. And people find it comical if you do something funny. Uh-huh. If you get upset about something, they get upset about it with you. And it's, it's great. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. It's, it's a journey. It. It's an absolute journey. So um, the future of retail. Uh, obviously, online's not going anywhere. What do you, where do you see your business and then maybe the whole retail business in the next five, ten years? Because I assume you're not quitting anytime soon. No. Unfortunately, I'm not at that point yet. Yeah. <laughs> but I do love to work. I love to learn. Uh, so I don't think retirements for me anyway no heck no let's do it till till the day we drop absolutely i'm just gonna keep going till i drop over that's the plan heck yeah i do love it yeah so then where's retail headed for myself and bedazzled it is website mm-hmm. a successful website it's important continuing on the app because the app is absolutely amazing. it's really cool for anybody that um i mean literally just type it into your app store pull it up you can log in create an account or you go straight to the store um it's called bedazzle boutique yes it's really cool it is wonderful it's really cool really cool and also if you are somebody that uses it please go on right now while you're listening to this just go ahead and scroll on your phone and uh give it a five-star rating Yay, um, thank you. And then comment and say how awesome Beth is and you know how much you appreciate Bedazzle. So keep working on the app. Continuing with the live shows. Yep. We're going to experiment more with our groups because we have several groups with thousands of members. Like Facebook groups? Facebook groups. Awesome. Yes. I think that's really smart. It's a captive audience. So I'm trying to create this funnel now. Okay. I've attached the Shopify website to Pinterest. Okay. So I'm, and we're on Instagram as well. So we're getting all these marketing tools and creating the funnel to bring it into the home base. The storefront isn't going anywhere because I love to see people. 
I can't be over there all the time like I used to, mm -hmm. but I have wonderful ladies that work for me and with me uh, that we can maintain that relationship. A lot of my customers love to pick up their online orders in the store oh, really? so they can say hi or shop at the same time. It's a wonderful thing yeah. that local people that will do pickup that I don't have to pay for shipping. Um, that people, there are so many awesome people. Mm -hmm. uh, there's some that aren't. That's just part <laughs> of life. That's true. But there are so many awesome, awesome people that I can't close the storefront. No, so I have to keep my storefront. And I think you know it, it's it's phases. It's um, you know everything goes in waves. Bell bottoms are back. You yes, know? they are, and we're selling them like crazy. I believe that. Um, <laughs> I don't, bell bottoms are back. The world is, it goes in phases. So yes. to me, retail in-person stores, they have to be there because yes. coming out of COVID and coming out of this perpetual, you know, dungeon of a life, exactly. people are going to want to come yes. and say hi. Yes. They're going to want to park their car. They're going to want to go grab a juice. They're going to want to grab a coffee. Yes. I don't know. Have you had a wellness shot yet from Viva La Juice? I have not yet, but it's on my list. I'm so sorry. Oh, no! I shut it off. I don't know. Beth! No, I'm just I kidding. did the ultimate no-no, and I told Ingo I was even. Oh, even. no. Stop it, Ingo. Why is... Just... Oh, he's... I do have my uh, silent mode on, but I have him as an emergency. So person. he automatically comes through. Yes. I'll just Gosh darn it, Ingo. Here. Shame on me. <laughs> That's okay. That's that's totally fine. But if you go down to uh, Viva La Juice, get a wellness shot. They're about this big. Um, we do try to go out to eat and go all over different places we eat at. Today is Old Trail Day, Wednesday afternoons. They have amazing burgers. So we do definitely try to go out and get some things. In oh, town. yeah. Being in town is like four options. So we just do the... We do the circuit. We just go to one of the three or one of the four every single... Well, and they appreciate it, too. It's not well, easy we're... to be a restaurant, period, yeah. let alone right now. Well, it's not easy to be retail. No. Small retail. Somebody who's not Amazon. That's not an easy thing. So it if you want to beat Amazon, you got to think three steps ahead because they're not doing live stories. They're not doing any of the stuff you're doing. So Customer service is everything, too. Mm -hmm. You have to take care of your customer in person. And you can't have a computer do it. Yeah. You have to do it yourself. And it's easy. It's easy to do, to treat somebody like you want to be treated. Customer service is an easy thing. Yeah. Just have it's to the golden it. rule. Yep. Just treat people the way you would be treated. Exactly. It's that easy, guys. It's just that easy. It's really not easy. <laughs> However, I love it. Yeah. That's what it's all about. Like you said originally, you just like to see people smile. Yes. I mean, at the end of the day, what, what makes a girl smile more than clothes and ombre, whatever I bought the other day. I went in there the other day, and my wife goes, hey, just go pick that up. I picked it up, and I was like, what in the, this is this big? I just got sticker shock. I was like, Casey Beth, where are you putting this? We all laugh, too. Yes, and you should have, because... <laughs> I pulled out a $20 bill. I wasn't going to tell on you. All right, so I pulled out a $20 bill. My wife sent me to Bedazzle to pick up uh, Ombre, and I didn't know what it was either. Right. So it's a perfume, and I bought, like, nice men's cologne, and it's expensive. I mean, that's just the way it is. Right. But you get a lot. I mean, it goes a long way. 
And she goes, hey, just pick me up a picture of it. So I walked in, I gave the lady the picture. I said, this is what I got. I got a $20 bill out. She goes, it's $50. And I said, true story. Oh, okay. And then I grabbed my card. I paid for it. And I text my wife. I said, didn't know that was that. So next thing, next time I'm supposed to buy the big one. But you know, that is an Indiana-based company. Yes, I know. And it is organic oil. It lasts 10 times longer than a perfume. Yes. And we have ladies drive from all over to Casey buy told them. me it matches your pheromones, it which does. I don't know what that means. It does. Everybody has different chemicals and pheromones in your body, so the oils actually will smell different on every single person. No wonder it's so expensive. It's a science project. It's well worth it. Well, uh, ladies, <laughs> and to any guy, um, today is almost October 1st. Today is September 29th. So Christmas is rolling around. Um, yes. Dudes dudes and guys, please download the app so you can buy some um, ombre juice for your ladies. It's an oil that makes their pheromones pheromony. And then <laughs> for the girls, go ahead and jump on, check out a live show. Um, and we got to start, you know, putting stuff back and getting ready for Christmas presents and all the things that are going to be here before we know it. Absolutely. And we definitely all have to keep in mind other small businesses. And if at all possible, get things from other uh, small businesses in our town and other towns as well instead of uh, huge corporations because small businesses are the heart of America. Absolutely. The heart of this town. Yes. And we appreciate every single one of them. Um, Beth? Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you. I appreciate your business. I appreciate what you do, uh, not only for your community, but the things that you show that are possible to do from even a small community like ours. So well, I appreciate you having me. It was fun. All right. Bye, guys. We'll see you. Bye. Hey, guys. Thank you again so much for your love and support of the Performance Group Podcast. For more information on the podcast, the Performance Group, or even our guests, feel free to reach out directly via our website, performancegroupindiana.com or feel free to email me directly which is sean at performancegroupindiana.com we'll see you guys next week